Reggie's here. Check. Norwood here. Check. Norwood is here. Got water. Check. Check. Breakfast beer. Check. Crown check. Crown check. Crown check. We are here. gentlemen to the fourth installment the first installment for you fourth installment for us of the splash cast with reggie and norwood i'm your co-host reggie davis i'm norwood what's good what's good people we are here we are here as you know we talk about all things atlanta and all things georgia and florida uh the hawks the braves that boy could the not falcons stop the <laughs> I gotta be petty. The Hawks, the Braves, the Falcons, uh, the Gators, Georgia football, Florida football, Florida football. I'm not even being petty. Florida football, uh, and then we also talk about current events around uh, the major sports leagues. Man, first, R.I.P. to the man DMX. Um, we couldn't start the show without saying that man. That guy's one of the greatest of all times. I just, it's been on my heart. I, I had to say that before we kicked everything off. Yeah. Before we go, before we start, we want to um, say RIP to X. Uh, my funny story is by the time you get to middle school, high school, stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop, took over, stop, drop, and roll. That was more popular in America than stop, drop, and roll, which is what you learned about fire in elementary school. This is the second yeah. ep- ep- this is the second episode in a row where you have explained without explaining that you and I have went to two different schools. <laughs> You're two for two, so? brother. Two for two. How so? Last week was rubber submit and no doctors. Okay. This week, <laughs> y'all will stop, drop, and shut them down. Open up shop. <laughs> Oh, for y'all that don't know, um, last week we were talking about sports trainers and how we didn't really have a lot of bandages at the black school, so they was closing stuff up with rubber cement. (laughs) And we had had doctors. We had doctors. We had a doctor and four senior and junior uh, uh, students that volunteered to be trainers and they didn't know what to do to close a wound and they use rubber cement <laughs> hey man and, one and thing you're gonna learn at, at black schools is is to be resourceful and this week they was using dmx to teach kids how to stop drop and roll <laughs> i just want to thank my man x for being an innovator uh being a great rapper and clearly telling you know teaching kids at reggie school how to get out get out of fire so you know, we're just thankful hey, for my man. In all seriousness, man, rest in power, X. Absolutely. We're going to miss you. We love you. We'll be bumping your music. We already listened to it anyway. Oh, yeah. Because it's timeless. But we are definitely going to listen to it. One of the only artists, I think the only artists, have released two number one hits and two number one platinum albums in one year. Yep. 
So um, iconic is almost an understatement. Absolutely. So uh, again, we love you. We'll miss you. Your spirit will live on. All right. Let's get into these Hawks, man. Man. Let's get into these Hawks. Let's talk about uh, the last... Uh, the last three games have been the Bulls, the Grizzlies, and the Pelicans. Uh, we played the Bulls while the Bulls were at full strength. The Grizzlies were at full strength, and the Pelicans were missing Brandon Ingram. We have not been at full strength all year. So uh, let's get into these three. Uh, let's get into these three games. Let's I talk we, first of all. Go ahead. I think the I think we played the Pelicans first. Yeah, we played the Pelicans first. Let's get into that game. What's your uh, thoughts on that game? I was – well, I mean, no Brandon Ingram kind of handicaps him, but we didn't have John Collins, so I, I, it, it was fair enough. Um, right. Zion pretty much destroyed us, and then outside of that – Zion Williamson is really good, dude. And, and he's just destroying everybody in, in his path. Now, I don't know what the team is going to do around him. We'll get to that later. Um, but for the most part, man, he just beat us up. But we're a team. Nate is coaching us to play team ball. So if you have one guy, we're probably going to let that one guy do everything that he wants to. But everybody else on your team is going to play pretty regular. And that, that was, a, you know, exemplified that during the game. Yeah, Zion had uh 34 points. Uh 34 points on probably 12 shots. Five rebounds. 34, <laughs> 34 points, five rebounds on 12 of 18 shooting, nine of ten from the free throw line, and one of one. You know, Zion Williamson did his thing, but as you said before, we're a team. Trey had 30. Uh and Bogey had 21. Kevin Warder had 17. Gallinari is always going to get his 10 to 15. He had 14. And Capella was washing the boards as well, 12 and 12. So as a, as, as a team, we pretty much dominated this game. Yes. Now, one thing I do that's a little weird for me is Zion doesn't seem like the greatest rebounder. He seems like a pretty good rebounder. But I see that as, I guess, I mean, he's, well, this is a sophomore season, so he has room to grow. But definitely want to look at, you know, in the future, is he going to be able to be a high-level rebounder or is he going to be just kind of good enough? Yeah, so that's one of the physical limitations that I think he has. I think that maybe the only physical limitation he has is he's 6'6". Yeah. He has a long wingspan, and he looks like uh, the leader of the original Monstars from Space Jam. That's the way he's built. But when it comes to his ability to rebound, especially over like Clint Capella, somebody that's 6'11", 7 feet, it's going to be hard for him to get those boards without muscling people out of the way. And I think that'll come with experience. I think he'll figure out the nuances of the game and how to position yourself on the block, how to throw your lower body weight around, et cetera. But as for now, without a center, New Orleans is – it's it's Jackson Hayes – right now is not the answer. Yeah, you you would just assume that Brandon, I mean, not Brandon Ingram, Jason Tatum and Zion, Zion will be a much better rebounder and they're about equal. And to me, that's just mind boggling. 
Yep. But that was a really good, really good overall win for us. Um, then uh, we ran into the Grizzlies. And whoo! The Grizzlies I mean, put it on us in the third quarter, man. They they did. Um, they beat us handily. But they did. I don't think that the Grizzlies beat us more than us just not being healthy. Like, we can't play with no, no Clint Capella, no Gallo. You're just eventually just going to run out of firepower. Like, the, the Grizzlies are still a good enough team. I know they would love to have Jaron Jackson Jr. back. Um, as you already know, Trey and uh, Grayson Allen have a running beef. And this is, I think, episode like four or five on, on that. Uh, they're kind of like Peter and uh, the chicken on the chicken fight. Like, I don't know what yeah. happens. Yeah, when every, they see each other, they go It's a media smoke every time. I've been looking for you. Well, I've been looking for you. Grayson Allen gave us 30, and he'll never score 30 again. Um, Grayson Allen will never. This is the second time in the, this season that somebody that will never score 30 again had the game of their life. We had man. Luke Kennard. They were both average athletic white men, to be honest. They both had the game of their lives again. I Luke think Kennard had 20-something points. And then, <laughs> hey, man, you got to be average to get uh, athletically to get to the NBA. Man, they're YWCA And then Grayson body. Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Grayson Allen looked like the the really good kid on the on the rec ball team that listens to black music. Yeah, and his dad is the coach. And you probably want to yep. slap him right around halftime. Hey, coach, you better take him off me. We don't have a problem. I ain't gonna make it through this game. Well, yeah. Well, with this game and with the with the Pelicans game, to me, it was a tale. Uh, they were mirror images, just opposite. So in the first half of both games, it was back and forth, and then in the third quarter. We outscored the Pelicans by 15 in the Grizzlies in the Grizzlies game. They outscored us by 20, and that's when they took control of the game and ended up losing by 18. Right. So uh one thing I'm noticing in our games is the third quarter is really, really important for us. And we just didn't really have it that game. This game, we really missed John Collins. Uh, we really missed uh, I don't even think Clint Capella played. No Clint Capella, Capella play, so we, no Gallo. Mm-hmm. And no John Collins. And, along with Dunn, Werder, I mean, um, Dunn, uh, Cam, Cam Reddish, and Hunter, Hunter, and and the mascot, um, Tony Wrestler. <laughs> man, everybody. Tony Wrestler. Um, everybody was out, man. One but we thing, were able, so we, we rolled the B squad out there. Yes, but one thing that I've noticed is Gallo is really only good for one stretch. But that stretch, whatever it's gonna be, it is it is gasoline, pure gas. Yep. He's gonna give yep. you like yep 15 points in like 10 minutes. You'd be like, where did this come from? Yep. And then he won't score, he won't really do anything for the rest of the game. So he's not a guy who you could probably ever start, but mm-hmm. And he'll give you either a string in the first half or the second half off that bench. And and I think like between him, you and the rest of the squad, it's gonna be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a problem, dude. We are we are um once we get fully healthy, it'll be interesting to see our rotation. But it is going to be a problem. When we get fully healthy and we can finally appreciate Bogey as the shooting guard that he is. 
I'm so excited to see like if, once we get everybody back, because the guys who should not be playing this much are they're hooping to the best of their abilities. And that's all you can ask. But once we get starter level guys yeah. into the into the starting level positions and take Solomon Hill out of the, out of the starting lineup, oh, we're going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to be it's going to be a, it's going to be interesting, man. Um so we rolled the B squad out against the Grizzlies. They took control in the second half. It was Ja Morant, Brooks, and um, Kyle Anderson. Valanchunas carried them in the first half because he's just a mammoth individual. Um, Okungu and had nothing for him. Okungu and Nathan Knight, you just, you're playing against a dude who's just older and smarter and stronger your body ain't there yet. And taller. It'll, yeah, yeah. It'll get there eventually, but today you're just playing against a dude who's a man and you're still mostly a kid. But they gave him <laughs> they gave him hell. That's all you can really ask for. Like they didn't they didn't run from it and they didn't really totally get destroyed. It didn't help that Grayson Allen gave us 30, you know. Yeah, that that out of outside of that sore spot of Grayson Allen giving us 30, I was pleased with the effort of the B squad. They they played as hard as they could. There's just nothing you could you, you had nothing for Valanciunas at six. If you're six eight, and your power your center six eight, your your power forward is six six, and Valanciunas is seven feet. You just going along for the ride. Yeah, he was just he was hitting. Then he was hitting threes. It was over. But that game, you know, we 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 played with a lot of effort. Played with a lot of moxie. And I. Th- I mean, even yeah. though we lost that game, I think it was a good game. So that once, you know, I'm knocking on all the wood I can find. Um, once we make the playoffs, those guys and those in-game reps, they'll be able to lean on those versus they started out the season like a Kungu wasn't getting any reps. And there's no, you know, there's no training camp, no preseason. He don't really have much to, to lean off of. So I think, mm-hmm. I think this is a mm-hmm. great experience, even though we got shellac. We got ran through in the second half. And then we played against the Bulls. And what I've noticed and what you what you mentioned was with the Bulls, we kind of had the similar the similar strategy against the Pelicans and almost any team that is, has just one singular player that scores most of their points. Absolutely. Zach Levine went crazy. Crazy. And he was talking shit. Zach Levine put 39 on us in the first half. He scored 25 straight points. 25. And and I'm talking about, like, everywhere on the court. I'm talking running threes, beating us to the basket. He's actually, funny enough, I have a 2K team that I run in my dynasty, and he is actually the shooting guard. And he was playing better than I can play with him on the damn game. Um, yeah, he was, man. He, he, was, he was doing, and and I attribute a little bit of that to there's no Cam Reddish, no DeAndre Hunter. You're not just gonna mm-hmm. be doing like Bogey and Herder, like they're they're doing what they can with what they got, but they're just not athletic enough to deal with that guy. So even though he was he was scoring like crazy, he really wasn't able mm-hmm. to facilitate. Anytime he passed the ball. You know, we were creating turnovers. I remember one point that is young was wide open. He just dropped one. Uh, so Nate kind of gave him his rope to kind of, you know, 
let him play himself into a tizzy where eventually he will run out of gas, which any human does, no matter how good you are, just over time, you're going you're gonna to eventually get tired. Yeah, that's all you can do, man. Um, what I noticed when I was watching the game was he was hitting all those points and nobody else was scoring. Exactly. And I said, hmm. Now, Vooch. Yeah, uh, yeah, Vooch was trying to help him, but nobody else. They just paid Lori Markin and all that money. And he gave you five points. Yeah, and, and that I will say is kind of. I, I wanted to think that the like the Bulls are definitely better with Vucevic. And I think Vucevic is much, much happier to be, to be in Chicago than Orlando wasting away. With that said, mm-hmm. there's still some pieces away. Um, you know, Kobe White doesn't necessarily play the greatest against us. And, and everybody Kobe White can't shoot. Yeah, man, he couldn't shoot until the fourth quarter. <laughs> but uh, I he mean, didn't, the, he, hit, he didn't shoot in the fourth quarter. He hit one three. Oh, no, nah, but he's gave us 14 points. I, I, I don't care how you get him. You got him. Um, he gave us 11. He gave us 11. Okay. He was four of eleven shooting. He was not good. <laughs> but go okay. ahead. Okay, but he did. I mean, whatever it was, he did have a solid streak, and and it was when Zach Levine was out of the game. So if not for them four buckets that he got, they probably would have had nothing. Um. Yeah. But yeah. they they're gonna have to make some moves in order to, you know, they need a complement of players. Right now, Vucevic is good. And Zach Levine is good, but that ain't going to get you anywhere, especially if we ever get to full strength. But those two guys are legitimate, very, legitimately very good, and I could understand how certain players should maybe be interested in playing there. I don't, I don't think they're as far off as people think. I, I think, yes, they got, Vucevic, <laughs> they got Vucevic and Levine. Well, you got to have me cussing. Think- I'm trying to stop cussing on the pod, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Nah, uh, <laughs> but I think they're, they're trying to build around Patrick Williams, that their, their rookie, that I think he's another in the mode of, like, cyborg-type player, like Kawhi, DeAndre Hunter, uh, and Patrick Williams. They got that build of, like, broad shoulders, big hands. You can't really – muscle them out of the way you know they can guard the one through the four i think i think that's going to be their their linchpin those three and i think they're going to get rid of marketing eventually um and i think they do have pieces (laughs) paid them all that money for one for four for 27 minutes exactly you playing like solomon hill brother (laughs) but you know we ended up um we ended up controlling that game from the start, from the second half on. So again, tail of the third quarter, we outscored them by 17 points in the third quarter. We were down by 10 at halftime, and we went up by uh, three going into the fourth quarter. Um, I, I hate to have to murder my guy LP like this, Lloyd Pierce, but these are the differences between Nate and Lloyd. Lloyd would have came out adjustments. Yes. And probably ran the same thing. And we would have probably kept it close and probably lost. And this is a game that mm-hmm. we were supposed to lose. Like we were legitimately the underdog, I think, by three points. Nate yep. changed everything in the second half, let Levine run out of gas, and then you start trapping him. And then after that, even though even when we were down, we were in control. 
Yep. Yep. We we kept it. And like I said, he had 40 and 39 in the first half. But I was like, man, if one guy has 39 in the first half, they should be up by 20. And then in the third quarter, he like I said before, he was talking shit in the first half. He was he was hitting shots and he was like, yo, him and Trey were going at it. Him and Trey are friends. Well, well I guess friends. Well, well, this is the thing. There's also like there is some definite beef between the Hawks and maybe not the and Hawks. The Trey Young and the Bulls. Uh, one game last year, I think Trey gave him like a 40 piece, maybe 50. And then the next game, like they were they were they were on his ass. So um, yeah, and Levine started to go up. They were talking that Levine hit that three and hit when he got like 15 straight. He hit a, a step back. I never he's a step back three right in front of the bench. And he turned around. He was talking shit to Trey. And I was like, all right, Trey, this one you on the play, playground. You either got to go in or you about to get ran off the court. It, it's it's definitely heavy spice between Grayson and Trey and the Bulls and Trey. Heavy spice. Um, and I enjoyed it. Like we don't get a lot of games where there's actually like you know, an undertone or, or like any type of real aggression. We just, we're pretty much a quiet, humble team that plays basketball. It is spicy mm-hmm. with Grayson and it is spicy with the Bulls. And I'm excited about it. I, I fucking love it. I love, I love, I love the, you know, they, they challenge the manhood and, and Trey, whatever this year, I don't know what it is this year. Cause he's getting taxis. He was like, yo, look, I ain't no hope. And he out here. Trey out here, like, getting texts, talking trash, cussing out refs, pointing, doing it all. Like, look, man, he's doing all of, like, the, he's trying to, I feel like he's trying to assert himself as a leader. And it's, it's very, it's very interesting. And, um, and, and full stop, we gave Levine hell yesterday. Like, I was looking at one of the plays, and, like, you could see, like, he's light-skinned, so, so it's easy to see. But, like, he has scratches on his arm. His arm mm-hmm, is red. Mm-hmm. And, like, part of me is like, damn, that's messed up. Like, y'all are Hack it, hacking that guy. But hey, man, play tough, make him earn it. And, and if you got to shoot free throws, shoot the free throws. Let, let's not give up anything easy today. I, I'm I'm thrilled to see that. He only shots. He only shot eight free throws. Zach Levine and and Zach Levine get you some Neil Sporn, brother. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, it is what it is. You know, like uh, we talked about it before. Nate is old school. Nate is defense. Yep. Nate is playing with two bigs. Like that's Nate's bread and butter so old school basketball was all right you give me 40 and one half second half i'm 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 trying to knock you out yeah you know what i mean I'm, and what charles okay barkley say what charles barkley say how when kobe gave him 60 or 81 and three quarters against he was like how is he still standing we would have broke his leg you guys that's where something. that's the generation nate come from that and i love it i love it so we was we was, we was, the the saying that you hear is you got to make him feel you. Absolutely. You got to make him feel you. Every, every time, every time that he went into the lane, put a body on him, put a body on him, get rid of the ball, trapping you at half court. Yeah, hey man, you scored, you scored 39. You had to know that was coming. I, I'm, so, I'm happy to see that, that, that we played with resilience in the second half. I think, mm-hmm. once again, I think an LP team would have been like, he's killing us. I mean, because Levine looked like he was on pace to score somewhere between 80 and 100 at one point. I think that an yes. LP team might have let him get 80 to 100. We didn't even want to let him get that 50 at the end. They was, 
<laughs> they was playing deep. Yeah. We had already won the game, and they were doing everything they could to not let him get 50 until it's like, all right, bro, we won this game. You won't get your 50. You can get this hollow 50 however you want to, bro. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Stats, man, get your hollow yeah, 50. Yeah, yeah. We really got this W. Hey, yeah, yeah. But, hey, man, we talked about Zach Levine, Zach Levine, Zach Levine. I mean, they scored 108 points. He scored 50. Vucevic scored 25. That's 75 points. My Hawks, our Hawks. Yes, Zach scored 50. Trey had 42, 9, the, and 8. The quietest 15 40, of 25. The quietest 42 points in NBA history. <laughs> 42, 9, and 8 with only one three. That's he, that's maybe the most impressive game I've seen him play outside of just being unconscious. And once again, this will be the second podcast in a row where you, you'll hear me giving Trey his credit. We were getting cooked by yeah. one guy, and he was like, well, this is not going to happen on my watch. If you're going to go off, I'm going to go off. And in a league of stars, you need a guy who can who can at least keep you in the game. Like, we didn't need him to go for 50 or 65. He was like, as long as I keep it close, everybody else will be able to do their job. And that's what happened. Like, as long as we continue to play as a team and we continue to get guys back, we're going to become a tougher and tougher out for a lot of people. And this I don't think first... anybody wants to see us in the playoffs. Oh, definitely not at full strength. I don't care if you are the Bucks. Now, I, the Nets, I ain't got an answer. Mm -mm. I don't. Th I don't think anybody. I mean, I think we'll give the Nets a series. I don't. I don't think. But conversely, if us. if it's us or anybody else, they want to see anybody else. I'm willing to say that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, the Sixers. In it, yeah, yeah. Sixers in it and beat Elijah I get that. Bucks and Giannis. I get that. But of the others. Oh, you know, we, we are running to be the best of the rest. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Your your boy um, is coming along nicely. Man, um, listen, let's we're gonna go to this next topic. I've been excited about this one. That's your boy. Your boy Bogey. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogota himself. Paid you all that money. Bogota paid you all that money. 18 mil a year. Bogey. And then we benched him. Bogey said, oh, no, y'all got me fucked up. Y'all got me fucked up. Bogey out here averaging 20, 22 points a game over the last 10 games. Right idea, wrong guy. <laughs> I'm going to start it right here, fam. And if y'all don't know that, <laughs> I'm going to let you know right now, I belong a lot of places. The bench is not one of them. The bench ain't one. <laughs> the bench ain't one, bro. <laughs> I mean, his season stats, he's only averaging 12, 3, and I mean, 13, 3, and 3. But man, uh, he's, legit. he's had more. He's had 24 point games. Bogey plays so under control. Hey, he plays so under control. And he has, he is doing, and this is also a testament to Nate. To Nate. He is our mid range assassin. He can hit the three, he can hit the step back three, he can do all the fancy stuff that we do nowadays in the game. Bogey's gonna get his points from elbow to the dotted line. In mid-range games on the wing, he he is the mid-range assassin. And you remember last week when I was talking about Paul George, and I said, you know, you can't get you can buy something, and you can know it's a good product, but still know you probably paid a little bit too much. I'm looking mm -hmm. at Bogey like we paid for a product, but we are getting our return on investment. 
And as long as we get that, I'm I'm not mad with any of these deals, even the Gallo deal. Like I was concerned for a little bit and I'm still concerned because he did start the game one of seven. But as long as he can consistently give us one of those hot streaks in the first half or in the second half, he's worth the money. And if if all of these things that we are paying for are returning, they're on their investment. Oh, we we uh-huh. are we we got some going here, man. <laughs> we got some going, man. Five out of the last eight games, he scored twenty points or more. And we five out of the last eight games, we, we could find, find him the first first. We half could not time. find that consistently out of Herder or Cam Reddish. That's we kept saying it. All we need, all the Hawks needed to do was settle the two guard position and Bogey for whatever. Whatever he does on offense, he is solid on defense. Oh, he's not yes. a bad. I mean, he he can't guard you know, Zach Levine. Zach's gonna go off. Yeah, I mean, but nobody can. But everybody else, man, he, he he's he is good, man. Bogey is a pleasant, pleasant surprise, and I think it's only gonna get better. I think he's only gonna get better the more he plays, the more he understands Trey, the more he understands Gallo. Uh, he has a really good rapport with uh, Capella. Um, he was the one that I that I said I was like he's the one that seems to get Capella involved, him and Werder. So that actually may be a testament to Nate because it looks like they kind of are moving Trey off the ball a little more, um, uh, allowing Bogey and Werder to, to do their thing. So yeah. yeah, which is allowing Trey to just score and do what he has to do. So man, it is Bogey is out here. Looking like uh, y'all going he's he's worth all of the investment. And on top of that, for the first time, it is now understood. Trey is the point guard. Bogey is the two guard. Hunter, whenever he comes back, is the small forward. John Collins is the power forward. And Clint Capella is the center. This is the first time, and I, I can ever remember, that we actually know all the five starters, who should be starting without any question. Now, the rest we of you guys, a... figure it out. <laughs> figure it out where you belong on the bench. Get you a seat. Get you a towel. But the starters, we know who they are. Yeah, we got our starting five. We got our starting five. And honestly, we got a bench, too. Yeah, we, we probably got our backup we, five ready. Ready. We got a bench, too. We, 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 we are one of those teams that's, like, built in that – Kawhi Leonard uh, uh, Toronto Raptors team that they was going like 12 deep in the playoffs, 10 yeah. deep in the playoffs. Man, the bench squad, your boy. Speaking, we were talking about Bogey for first. Bogey had to take somebody's spot, and your boy Kevin Werder has taken that personally. He is embracing this challenge of coming off the bench, and he is the kev, the bogey of the second squad absolutely. of the second string absolutely and i think that's a better spot for him you come off the bench mm-hmm. you don't have to play against he, he's just not a starting two guard at this point now bogey is like 28 and herder is like 23 so herder could evolve into being bogey in the future which i think is very which is reasonable the goal that, that's yeah the goal. absolutely right. very reasonable but i think this allows mm-hmm. him to you know, he has that jump shot, he has that hook shot, and he can facilitate, and he's not playing against the absolute best. I think it's a perfect role for him. And, and he's taken to it. Yeah. Yeah, man. He 
his stats may not be eye-popping, which is fine. But for his role, he's another player. He's he's comparable on defense because he's six foot seven and he can guard the two, the one through the three. Um he can hit the open three. Uh his three-point percentage at home is way better than on the road. And three point percentage at home is a 42% three point shooter. On the road, he is like 29. So I think that's part of his game that he improves. But also, again, we were talking about the stability and understanding uh, what our starting five was. Kevin Werder was like, like the Mr. Fix-It. You know, like you don't really have a license to be a plumber. You don't have a license to be a electrician. But your mom, your mom and dad called Mr. Fix-It to come fix stuff around the house. He's just a handyman, right? Kevin Werder didn't do a lot of stuff great. He didn't do anything great, but he did a lot of stuff well. He's a very good serviceable ball handler he's a very good serviceable shooter he's good defense he leads the hawks and steals he averaged 1.2 steals a game from the bench he averages four rebounds he averages five assists he averages 12 four and four 12 well, four and five so go ahead well, also do you remember our team from last year who was our backup yeah, to last six. year uh brandon goodman ish but yeah like maybe it'd be good one was our backup shooting guard even though he he's a shooting guard. where where was our backup well where no, he was cam starter was cam was our backup two three and one two three was cam <laughs> but but just think about the people who we were we had playing last year who alan crab wait alan crab the people who we've upgraded from last year to this year is mind-boggling Alan Crabb, thank yeah, you. Yeah. You out of there. Uh, who else? Damian Jones Damian, at center, out of there. Dwayne Deadman. Dwayne out of there. Alex Lynn. Uh, oh man, Alex Lynn, out of there. Gather your things. You will not pass this way again, <laughs> brother. <laughs> Get everything because you're not coming back ever again. Yep. Just the upgrade yeah. on our backups from like guys who are maybe like maybe belong in the NBA, maybe don't. So like legitimate guys who are solid backups and may be able to start on different teams. Like like Vince Carter was our backup power forward last year. That ain't gonna work. <laughs> that ain't that 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 man is a broadcaster now and a damn good broadcaster at that. He but was he a broadcaster while he was the backup. He would be out because of age, and then they would let him broadcast the games. There's no way that a man should be in your rotation. And you still and give, the man, give the man the availability. Hey, Vince, you need to take a game off to call a game? As long as it's our game, we, we really don't care, dog. Do what you want to, man. I, didn't think, I just thought about that. He was the broadcaster, and uh, that's, like, that's some Jackie Moon shit. Think, <laughs> think, think about the guys like Vince Carter. NBA broadcaster. Uh, who else? Who is the other person? Evan Turner. Evan retired. Turner. No. Coach. NBA coach now. <laughs> Jabari Parker. <laughs> Man, where? We got where the very. Are you? We got the very last of Jabari Parker. I don't give. I don't care what anybody says. He's giving us twenty and ten in about he need, he need, twelve I'm minutes. Jabari Parker. I'm coming back. I'm coming back to the. Oh park. man, yeah. <laughs> and Chandler Parsons. 
Chandler Parsons. Was Chandler Parsons, aka the Big Steel. <laughs> the Big Steel. Chandler Parsons should have been Ocean's Thirty One. I ain't never seen nobody steal like that. <laughs> Did my man? Yo, and he came up twice. Oh, he man. he uh he he was stealing from from the Hawks. Didn't play at all. I think he played seven minutes, less than ten. Then he got hurt in a car accident. Got cut, but the contract is guaranteed, and then sued the person that he got hit by, Se- and got and got their insurance to pay him more money. Securing all bags. I mean, yeah, if securing all bags was a person without having to do any effort, it would be him and Chris Dunn. Man, I'm I'm just you know what I'm not even. This is like <laughs> an ex. When you break up, I just I just want to see you do well with the Clippers. I am thrilled that we got Lou Williams in two picks back. Um, Lou Will is a, he plays with like, he's starting to get now kind of incorporated into, into the team. Uh, he still wants to do a little bit more ISO than I love, but he plays within the realm of basketball. Like he facilitates him and Okungwu. Like he, you can see he's coaching Okungwu up. He's throwing oops. He's getting Okungwu open. Man, Lou Will is is has already been a better contribution to the Hawks than a half a season of Rajon Rondo. And if you don't like it, you cut the podcast off and kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah. What I will say is Travis Schlink got back the maximum you could get without for Rondo with getting Lou Will along with cash, along with two second round picks. So Lou Will. Not only you don't lose as much as experience, uh, uh, use a little bit of experience because Rondo, of course, has won championships. But Lou Will has been in the league just as long, and he's been a six, six, uh, six man of the year multiple times. So he understands the nuances of how to score. So there's things that he could teach Trey. You've noticed Trey is starting to take more uh, inside the three point line shots, more mid range, and Lou knows how to get to his spot. And he also knows how to run the offense. So, he's, yes, he's still coaching up a Kung Wu, but Lou adds that scoring off the bench. We always, especially last year in the beginning of this year, when Trey would go out or Trey and John would go out, you know, Capella can get his stuff off rebounds. But in terms of getting your own shot, we really didn't have anybody on the bench that could do that. Lou now a lot with Lou, Werder, and Gallo, Oh, you got some scoring now. You got to watch. You got to at least some score now. Yeah. We got two shooters. We got a Kung Wu, the growth of a Kung Wu and his ability to understand the offense and understand how to run uh, his role and understand what to do on the pick and roll and understanding where to rotate on defense has grown exponentially in the last over that. I think his he started to turn on that eight game road trip where we went four and four. Shout out to Nate. We went 500 on the road trip. We, uh, I think the growth of Okungwu has allowed, has elevated the bench mob to an even higher level because, yes, we're losing a little bit of rebounding because Capella's leading the lead in rebounding. But Okungwu is out there. He's got a long uh, wingspan. So uh, he has, he can still get up and he's, he runs, he's a, a rim runner. He runs from bucket to bucket. And he can finish. He doesn't go up there and try to lay the ball up. 
Nah, he or Nathan Knight. Nah, they, they nah. Those guys, hey, we, we we came here to do one thing, and that's dunk the damn ball. And you should probably move <laughs> out of the way, or we will dunk, we will at least attempt to dunk on your face. Yeah, yeah. Uh I will say one thing about Nate that I like um is he's getting maximum value out of minimum players. Absolutely. So solo. Snell. Well, Snell won, but he's not minimum. But Solo, yeah, right? Solo is has taken the role of utility man. Solo guards the one through the four. Who, who hey, hey, who hurt? All right. <laughs> Solo, you go guard that man's man every time. And Hey, Capella's out. Capella's out. Solo, you're playing center. <laughs> John Collins out. Solo, you're playing power forward. <laughs> Hunter's out. Solo, you're playing the three. Bogey's out. Solo, you're playing no. the two. I'm so happy that we play. He plays basketball instead of playing football. He have to change jerseys if he play football. <laughs> Who you know play linebacker, free safety, tight end, running back. Yo, wherever mm. you need him, you know who he is. He's Taysom Hill. <laughs> Taysom <laughs> Hill. Me too. Taysom Hill. But 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 he, anyway, Solo was on a non guaranteed league minimum contract he start he starts for us right off. now like not the greatest his but his return on investment is so high that i mean, can't you i i would yeah if you could if you could sure i mean he's got to keep him it's at least reasonable that he'll come back for league minimum again and he's a great locker room guy too. yeah yeah, yeah. He, he he's not the worst guy in the nba by any stretch of the imagination. Um, that was a good yep. pickup. I didn't quite understand it at the beginning of the season. Um, as much hell as I give Travis Slink for making bad decisions, <coughs> Luca, um, <coughs> not playing John Collins, uh, this was a good move. I'm okay with that. And yeah, yeah, I, I got to give you credit for that one. That was a good move. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so, with our last, I think we're six, 17 and six in the last 23 games, I want to say, or 16 and six. We have now asserted ourselves squarely into a playoff push, right? We, oh, yeah. um, we're, we're currently tied for fourth place. I think percentage points were behind um, the Charlotte. I don't Hornets. understand how the like the Hornets will not are die. good. Like no I matter mean, what, good, no matter what they. I mean, like last. Uh, okay, now I I gotta say this: we won a bunch of games in a row, kind of to the fact that we ran into teams at the right time, and I feel like the Hornets are now getting that pass. Like they beat the Bucks last night with no Giannis. Which is reasonable. Nobody. Yeah, but <laughs> they all, well, yeah, yeah. I don't think any, I think four out of the five starters didn't start, or if anybody started. But I mean, they're still missing LaMelo and Gordon Hayward, and they're already not the greatest team. So, you know, I, I wish that, I mean, I, I need teams to, to play these guys. Like, I need y'all to beat them. Like, we can't give them any yeah. more passes. And, and as long I, as I think they'll, I think they'll fall back. I think they'll fall back. But we've been saying that for at least two pods now, Reggie. <laughs> we've been waiting yeah. on the Hornets to Hornet and the Knicks to Nick, 
and the Knicks, they kind of, they're still like, they're floating. They ain't dead yet. And I mean, I think that they'll be in the play. I mean, they'll be in the play in and I think they'll make the playoffs, but I think that they're, they're going to nick it here pretty soon. The Hornets are just not dying. And it's like, it's actually okay though. I'm actually okay with the Hornets not dying because if they stay in fifth place, we played them in the first round. Yeah. And that, that is the thing that it, doesn't really matter if you're a fourth or a fifth seed. You're going to play. That's who you're going to play. Exactly. We can beat them in a series. As, but, as long as we maintain that fourth or fifth seed, I think that we're okay. Yep. I ain't but we got to hold off. I, I ain't going to lie, man. It's going to be hard to hold on to that fourth or fifth seed. Um, Miami is Miami is coming. Boston. Well, we'll get there. Are we really a fourth or fifth seed? Yes, yes. I'm gonna confidently say yes. I believe we're that better we, than Boston. We're better than Miami. We're better than the Knicks. We're better than the Pacers. If we okay, we can be. We're probably a six seventh. We're a six seven seed. If we don't get healthy, we're a fourth. We're a four. We are the fourth seed if we're healthy. One hundred percent fourth best team in the league if we're healthy. No, no, we're the fourth best team. I mean, in, in the East. In the fourth East, gotta clarify. <laughs> We might be by damn near the 10th best team in the league. <laughs> but considering we was probably third or fourth worst last year, to make it to, to 10, and, and a mm-hmm. 10 that's going to be a tough, like for anybody to play, it's going to be a tough team. That, that's a world away. A legitimate yeah. world away. Like, I haven't. I don't even look at the draft anymore. I don't care who we draft. I don't, I I would rather trade away all our picks. If you can't give me somebody who's gonna play today, mm, don't need them. Pull don't. the Warriors. Pull the Warriors. Warriors is the first time they drafted in a long time. Reggie, this year. I don't want. I, yeah, we we've drafted all that we need to draft. Everything going forward, I'm looking for adults ready to play basketball. Today. <laughs> Not adults. Today, Adults ready to play basketball, and really, I wanted you to be good on another team, and then they just not be not at workout. We ain't got time to play. Yeah. Like, we got enough projects. We still got Cam Reddish. We still got Nathan Knight. We still got a Kung Wu. After that, it, it, we ain't got time for play development. We got all the youth we need. We got, and that's what yeah. Travis Link was trying to do by hiring, hiring by uh, signing Lou Will. Um, uh, uh, Bogey, Bogota, Gallo, and Dunn. It was that veteran presence that can actually add value. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I think I think we're in a good position. I agree. I think we are the fourth seed. I think me, we're better than the Heat at full strength. We're better than the Pacers at full strength. We're better than the Knicks at full strength. Better than the Heat at full strength? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. There, there is nothing that the Heat can do with Capella and Collins. I'm sorry. The rest of that, hey, Jimmy Butler, you know I wanted you on the squad. But at full strength, ain't nobody got anything that they can do with that front court, especially with DeAndre Hunter, because that's, like, that's going to neutralize Jimmy to a certain degree. Bam, you can get whatever you're going to get, but you, who else is in the front court? Who, who is their power forward? 
Yeah, Bam. Bam is gonna. Bam's gonna get his. Bam is always. Bam always gets his against our, us. Absolutely, it's slowing and down everybody else. To me, the is is slowing down. Uh, uh, Kendrick Nunn, who always has the world's best game against us. Another no-name player who has the best game of their life against us, and uh, and and Tyler Harrow. We stopped those two. Yeah, I think yeah. we can hold. You know, everybody else, they're going to get theirs. But Tyler Hero, if Cam Reddish is healthy, Tyler Hero is, is to me, a non-factor. I'm not concerned about him in the least bit. Uh, and, I mean, we'll, uh, you know, also, unfortunately, it looks like Oladipo is hurt again. Um, so. I forgot about Depot. Yeah. But, but, you know, full strength, I still think we can beat them. Because I, I think – because of our wing depth and our wing defense, I think we can match up with just about anybody in the East. Yeah, as long as like when we have our starters, we're a really good defensive team. So you, mm-hmm. I, I'm not concerned for the most part about too much. Uh, mm-hmm. We just our our biggest thing is health. Now we're not better than the top three guys in the East, probably the top five guys in the West, but where we are, yeah, yeah, I'm confident that at full strength we're four seed and. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a fourth or fifth seed, you're going to play that guy anyway. So, you know, that's just how the games play out more than anything. Yep. So, with uh, that being said, we're going to highlight a move that, as you know, if you're any type of Hawks fan, you know this move, even though it hurt, because we love that boy LP. We love Lloyd. Um, we wish him the best. RIP LP. Well, actually, not RIP. But, you know, we love you, Lloyd. But get a, get another job somewhere else. We still support you. I still follow you on. We Instagram. will support you. <laughs> yep, I will still follow you on social media and wish you the best and tell you happy birthday. Yeah, um, S- support the black man. But your man, Nate, the Nate Hawks, man. Nate, unbothered, play defense and shut up. That's our coach, Nate McMillan, had one of the best March March months of March in terms of coaching in Atlanta Hawks history. He did not he go six, un- he he did not go undefeated go though. <laughs> yeah. It was the second one. The first one was January. We did we went undefeated. <laughs> you know that was that was the year we went to the Eastern Conference Finals and guess what? But uh you know for somebody that's an interim head coach to come turn a team around like this um he won coach of the month in March. Uh, we were a top five defensive team in the month of March. Uh, and all he harps on is play defense. And, Man, and, Nate, and also, he is now 20th on the wins list for his uh, coaches. So the experience knows what he's doing, knows what he's talking about. Nate's resume right now is filling up for this uh permanent job. Oh man, I don't, th- I don't think, I don't think we'll, we'll make that move. We won't make that announcement. Hey, Chauncey Billups. It's over for you, fam. Uh, who else were they talking about? Oh, uh, Kenny Smith? Nah. Those guys, yeah. there's yeah. there's no way at, at this point that you can consider any of those guys unless Nate actively says, I'm not coming back. I'm sorry. And it would be very – and that would be on management. The management can't drag their feet with Nate. Can't drag their feet. No, not at all. You got to sign him. You got to yeah, sign yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's John Collins and – his his self into whatever y'all gotta pay him. 
whatever y'all gotta pay him to keep him. Yeah, or um, or start over. I'll leave here and y'all find another guy. But good luck with that. Yeah, especially if we make it to the fourth seed. There's no way you don't pay Nate. So man, I just wanted to highlight Nate, dude. Nate Hawks. Nate McMillan, he has us uh, going in the right direction. I think he may be the coach of the future. Let me tell you when I became, like, like I've been a Nate fan, but I, I can't lie. I've been kind of on the fence. So, mm-hmm. for y'all who don't know, in the third quarter against the Pelicans, we went 11 of 11 from three. That is mm-hmm. the best three-point shooting quarter in NBA history. Uh, number one, that's another record that the Hawks hold. Um, never forget it as long as you live committed to memory. We will not let you forget it. But even moreover, <laughs> they interviewed my guy Nate after the game, and they're like, So, how'd you feel about your team going 11 11 from three? Oh, I, I didn't know. I just know we ain't playing any defense in the second in the first half. I said, Excuse That's me, what I want. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> we mm-hmm. went 11. Of 11, we were legitimately on fire. Nate, unbothered. Did not care. Hey, man, they ain't play defense. I'm going to let you know right now, this is the only time that I'm going to give the New England Patriots a compliment. But Nate McMillan pulled that uh, uh, Bill Belichick answer. Oh, he Belichick the, the shit week. out of it. <laughs> he Belichick the shit out of that. Day. He was like, you know what? I didn't even know. We didn't play any defense. That's what I want. That's what I want. I don't want you to, yeah, that's right, we did, you know, you know, coaches nowadays, and what oh. I know is with a lot of coaches, yeah, you know, everybody's going to have a rough patch defensively, and they's like, nah. Mm-mm. Nope, they yeah, played soft. Know, y'all they played gonna, soft. Y'all played soft. Y'all going to tell them what they did right. It's my job to tell them what they did wrong. Man, Nate was so just, nah, they just played soft defense. Sir, they went <laughs> 11 of 11 from like I said, they play soft defense. Next question. The game turned around on defense. We was making shots, yes, but they weren't. Yes. Like, All right, Nate. Well, thank you, brother. And so I, digress. I think, man. Yeah, I think I think Nate 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 was the pickup of the year in terms oh. of making the decision of the year. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, now as much outrage as there was about Lloyd Pierce being fired, and was I, there outrage though? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The NBA was in a tizzy. Um, he he is now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was over. Yeah. It's just now. Wrestler looks like a genius. Like you did it at the right time. You didn't do it too early. Didn't do it. Didn't do it too late. Waited till Black History Month was over. Yeah. Before you fired the black coach, that's why you have black <laughs> ownership because they tell you not to do stupid shit like fire the black coach. During Black History Month. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would assume Grand Hill was somewhere like, oh, let's not do this yet. Wait, wait a little bit, man. Yeah, let's wait. Let's 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 wait a week. Absolutely. <laughs> um, with that said, I think that Nate has a well, I mean, it's a visible influence on how Trey plays. Me and my brother were talking about it. Like it is not Trey Ball anymore. Now Trey still gets his shots off, he does all of that but we run a more competent offense. Like, it's not just, hey, let's get quick shots up in the shot clock. No, we run through our plays and then just see what it looks like. And then eventually we're going to get a good shot because the majority of our guys are pretty good offensive players. Yeah, Trey is definitely way more under control. Way more under control. And your man still out here scrubbing them boards. 
Clint Capella still averaging what 15, 14 hey, rebounds a game, averaging so, double double. Man, like I said last time, man, my guy gets no respect. Nobody cares. Yeah. He come. He come in every game. Give you fifteen and fourteen. It's a quiet fifteen and fourteen. He patrols the paint, and you can see when he doesn't play, we don't have any defense. No rebounders. Let me ask you this: You have been on the Capella bandwagon the whole since last year, since signing him, since they signed two years ago, since they signed him or traded. I'm sorry, signed since they traded for him. You have been on the Clint Capella bandwagon, even when he was hurt. Is Clint Capella a top 10 center in the league? Absolutely, without any question. Like, I I hate that it's even up for, for debate. He plays top-level defense. Should reasonably mm-hmm. be look at, looked at as like, I'm not going to say he's better than Rudy Gobert, but he's got to at least be in the defensive player of the year conversation. Like, if you take Clint Capella off of our team right now, that defense don't look like that. It don't look anything like that. Like, period. He's the so, NBA, NBA leader in rebounds, and he's in third place in blocks. Like, I was about to say, hey, man, I was going to say, ah, you can't put him in defensive player of the year categories, but he's leading in rebounds. He's third in blocks, man. That. He is higher in rebounds than Rudy Gobert, and he is a half a block behind Rudy Gobert in in uh in blocks. Rudy Gobert's at two point eight, Clint Capella's at two point three. So if you round it up, Rudy Gobert gets one more block than Clint Capella. That normally is what makes you defensive player of the year as a big man. He's not even in the conversation, but that's because it's Atlanta and you know the national media doesn't watch. Yeah, the they game. got Miles Turner in in the conversation, although he is averaging four blocks a game. I, they I, got Miles Turner in the conversation. Man, see that like that type of stuff sends me <laughs> like it's just slander. Yo, it just it Set just for the slander. It just sends me into like man, Miles Turner on his best day is not playing like Clint, Clint Capella right now. Period. Like he's not. It's just, it's not there. And like, I was looking at, and I got to stop doing this. I looked at this list and it was ranking. I looked at the power forward list and I looked at the center list. The center list. Oh, has, the power forward we, list? Oh. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to, we got to get to one before we get to the other. The power, I mean, the center list has Serge Ibaka and, and uh, Clint Capella. <laughs> oh, I almost packed up my computer and threw it out the goddamn window. I was so mad. I like. Tell you, man. You got to do what you do at grown. We, we, we in our 30s. You got to do what you do. You can't throw stuff. You got to write sternly worded letters to the organizations. No, 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 no. Like, I, I, so, so there are three things that have incensed me in the last week. And I, and actually, they actually come in order. This is perfect. Number one, Clint Capella is a top 10 center in the NBA. I don't care what anybody says. And that's it. I don't, I don't even want to hear it. He is a top 10 center. Without a doubt, I don't care if you guys don't watch the games. 15, 14, three blocks. And it's not the blocks. It's the shots that don't even come in the paint. Like, you can you can clearly see guys make business decisions. Like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. And, <laughs> like, nah, floater. 
Yeah, like I'll shoot the floater or I'll just shoot the mid-range. If I go in there, he's going to block my shot like he did Zion. If you're in if you're in this list, then John Collins is, deserves to be in tier three. Collins is better than Pascal Siakam, full stop. Draymond Green, I know you have a ton of assists. You're not, you're not in the same conversation as, as John Collins, DeMontis Sabonis, and Pascal Siakam. I don't think that's unreasonable. Not right now. Not for, right a guy, now. for a guy who legitimately people don't even guard Draymond anymore. Like, and he's passive. He is distributing the ball like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. But Draymond, you are unguarded. No, like nobody step out. Nobody even looks at you like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, he ain't going to shoot the ball. So if, if, if you average zero points, I'm being a little facetious there, but nah, man. Yeah, multiple, you, you, what do they call him? The triple single? I don't like the triple single because <laughs> he is a triple mm-hmm. single, but he rebounds well and he assists well. But his offensive production just, I mean, you got guys who are, are averaging double-doubles like in points, yeah. points and rebounds, and you'd be lucky to break double digits? Nah, man, we can't do that. Can't do that. Um, okay. So I think Collins goes up to tier three. I think that Tobias Harris is probably a small forward, doesn't belong on this list. Uh, I'm okay with Siakam and Sabonis being tier three and dropping Draymond to tier four which I don't know why LaMarcus Aldridge is on this list as a center. Uh, well, technically, he's a, he played power forward. Uh, he played both. He's he's one of those. He's 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 a, a power forward. But I wouldn't even – I would keep him at tier four. So tier three – I mean, tier four is John Collins, LaMarcus Aldridge, Melo, uh, uh, Laurie Markkinen, and um, Aaron Gordon. So – to me, if you take Tobias Harris off this list and you put Julius Randle in the tier two, I would put John Collins in the tier three. I would take Draymond and put him in tier four, and I would put Aaron Gordon in tier three. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I, also- I just I don't I I don't think Zion is by himself. I think he's having a really really good year, but. Zion is having the same kind of year John Collins had when everybody else was hurt. Yep. So yeah, Zion again. gives you Zion gives you a couple more points. Collins gives you a couple more rebounds. I think they're actually pretty mm-hmm. comparable. But you know, people get Zion mad. Zion and John Collins. As far as like production, yeah. So you think John Collins really is borderline tier two? Yes, but. The reason that I think he is kind of disqualifies it, like, because he can play center. Zion cannot play the five. And, yeah. and that versatility is, is the reason that I think that Collins and Zion are comparable. You can't, I mean, Zion can't play the three. And he can't, and he can't play the five. He's just a, he's just a power forward. That's it. Collins can play the four or the five, but for the power forward list, Zion probably is a better just power forward only, but the versatility is the kicker for me with Collins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Collins player, yeah. like player wise, he should be a higher tier. Power forward wise, Zion should be a higher tier. Gotcha. I agree. 
I agree. I think I think that list and the list did exactly what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to stir up conversation and controversy. Just stupid. Just stupid. But that list was stupid. And and speaking of lists, if I see that the Celtics are ranked higher than the Hawks on a power rank power rankings. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind. Like every time I'm like number one, <laughs> just look at the record, fam. Then look at the team. Like they're playing with three all-star level guys. We got mm-hmm. well, we got a half of one, maybe, Trey. Yeah. Who's the third all-star level guy? Kimba, Jalen Brown, and Jason Taylor. I think that's being generous for Kimba, but but I mean, okay, well, okay. he was an all star, like, mm-hmm. so yeah, like all star level, like nobody else on our team has been an all star, but Trey, and he's only been an all star once. So I, I mean, and the Celtics have two all stars this season. Please don't tell me this, so, like, and I've been the Celtics saying this, under they under uh they under uh they underachieve. No, they just have not, not, and I don't think that they're underachieving. I think that they're achieving right where I said that they would be all season. They don't have a big. If you don't have a big, you're not going to be able to compete. I think that the team is constructed a little uh, stupidly. But hmm. I mean, Tatum, Tatum, and Jalen Brown go out and play like all stars every day, and that's the only reason that they're competitive. If they don't have an all star level game. They are they're a really bad team. If if they if either one of those guys get injured, like even though Collins is injured, we're still hooping. Even though Hunter is injured, yep. we're still hooping. If you lose we're Tatum, better, better depth. If you lose Tatum or you lose Jalen Brown, the season is over. Mm-hmm. Pack it up, go on home. Uh Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens probably looking at each other like which one of us is, you know, is up. But somebody might have to go. Well, the new power rankings were released, and they actually moved us up two spots and moved them down two spots. So we went from 15 to 13, and they went from 13 to 15. So now we are ahead of them. We finally got some respect. But it's 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 only for right now. The Celtics will win two games, and then they'll go right above us, and I'll be like, man, they're playing at full man, strength. You but told us they were trash, though. I have been saying – I just kept looking at their roster like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, mm-hmm. Tatum and Brown. Daniel Theus. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't think he even plays for them anymore. And I was like, I was like, you know, no doubt these two guys are high level basketball players. But who else is going to play with these guys? Kimber Leg is sometime me. You know, I like Marcus Smart, but unless he's finna grow eight inches, he he can't play the five. And and without a five and a and a legitimate four, because I think Tatum is more of a three. Then yep. you're kind of stuck. And and that's what's coming yep. to fruition now. I mean, I'm not gonna say that I'm, you know, not Shradamus or nor was Shradamus, but this prediction seems to be <laughs> right on point. No with Shradamus. And if I yep, was it is. So I mean, it'll be interesting how the season plays out though. It'll be interesting. I think we end up with a better record than them just because we're a better com- we get healthy. I've been optimistic. We get healthy, as you said, knock on wood. And we end up with a better season, and I think they fall to the playing round. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think they're they're seven, eight, nine, ten guys. I, I think I think we'll be better than them. So, um, speaking of health, rotation, 
uh, free agency, etc. Uh, our our last three points of our Hawks deep dive this week is uh, we still got to pay John Collins. Pay the man the money he deserves. That's it. That's all. Even, just even you got to you got to pay him because the games that we lost, we lost because we we didn't dominate inside. Oh yeah, and and, and you can see what it looks like. I don't think Zion gives. John Collins, 35 points. I just don't. I do. I don't think he – I think John Collins gives I, – I think the plus minus would be different. Yeah, but, I, I, I mean, I, I don't – number one, I don't think design gives John Collins 35 points. And I feel like – because I feel like John Collins is going to make it more difficult on Zion. It wasn't anybody to slow him down or to score a bunch of points on offense. Like – Hot knife through butter. Yeah, like we're not yeah. stopping him, and then he can rest on defense, like relax, Nathan Knight and, and a Kungu, like just not concerned. Collins is, mm-hmm. is is a much more difficult cover, and he's just a better, more confident defender at this point. So yeah, I I I think it does show that we need him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that you know, and and Gallo just ain't it. Like Gallo is gonna be good in spot duty. He's 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 damn good in spot duty. But you you can't start with Gallo because clearly we you see we don't and you can't I mean Solomon Hill ain't the answer either. So well, yeah. yeah, so I mean Gallo Gallo's role uh, is defined. He yes. he is the street. I mean guy. It, and John, I mean at this point we gotta pay him. Like we didn't trade him, and he just keeps. They say his numbers are down. That's only because we have more firepower. And he's playing next to these leading rebounder in the NBA. And he's still getting nine right. rebounds. Like, <laughs> like there yeah, has like to his numbers may be down, but his impact is way up. So you gotta pay him. Um our injury uh, we keep saying when we get back full strength, when we get back full strength, when we get put back full strength, that still may be a ways away. I think the person closest to coming back is actually Chris Dunn, ironically. Um, they said he'll probably be back by the end of this week. It's now April 10th. Um, so uh, they said he'll probably you wanna, be back on around the 17th. You want to know what I know about Chris Dunn so far this season? What? He has an excellent hoodie co- collection. That's it. That's all I know. <laughs> That's all I know about that dude. He has yeah, some I mean, fire he is the best dressed. He is the best dressed male cheerleader I've ever seen. Bro. I mean, that dude is no. all he always <laughs> ready to to go out right after the game. We can do whatever y'all want to do. Well, ain't even got ain't even got a shower. Hey, bro, I'm ready. I'm ready, bro. Whatever, whenever y'all ready, I'm ready. But beyond yeah, that, yeah, you know. But you know he they say he's the the one that's supposed to come back sooner. Unfortunately, John Collins is still another week or two away. Um, and we don't know anything about DeAndre Hunter. John Collins had that ankle sprain and bone bruise, and DeAndre Hunter came back from the knee injury and played really well. And then he had uh on the road trip he played really well, and then he had some swelling. And they just shut him down. And they said he's going to be out for another two weeks. But I so, think that 
if I read it correctly, I think they said the Hunter was supposed to come back sooner than John. But I think right now they're kind of more slow playing because they're like, all right, well, if we can continue to win every mm-hmm. other game, then it's no mm-hmm. real rush to just get these guys back, especially when you're dealing with stuff like, you know, Hunter's knee and Collins' ankle. You know, we, you know, they're committed to winning, like to playing in the playoffs and being competitive in the playoffs. And if you get to the four seed, you could probably win that first round. So it's better as long as we're on this streak. And I think we play play the Hornets next. So I think we can be Raptors. We can probably be Bucks. I don't know if Giannis is playing, but like we could probably win some of these games or at least every other game. While the while you let these guys get some rest, uh, I mean we're at the midpoint in April almost, so I think they'll probably sit them for another three or four games. I think they'll. I think the target date for John Collins, Chris Dunn, DeAndre Hunter to return is probably the 18th, which is next Sunday uh, against Indiana, because then we play Orlando, New York, Miami, Milwaukee. So all of those teams are in the playoff, except for Orlando, are in the playoff hunt. Then we play Detroit, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. So to end them, I think we're going to bring everybody back around mid-April and try to end April on a high note. So we'll see, man. We just got to, we just got to, we got to hold serve. We got to hold serve on this playoff push until we get everybody back. Which I think is I think is fair. Like I think we can do that. All right. Yeah, and also just remember, ladies and gentlemen, tip your bartender and pay John Collins. Tip your bartender, pay people what they're worth, and John Collins is worth a lot of money. So, uh, around the league, around the NBA, we already talked about Trey and Levine. Your boy Tatum has decided that he. Is just gonna get his. He had fifty three points. He ain't decide that. If he don't get it, then nobody is. <laughs> the roster decided that. Let, let's 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 not forget they were playing the Timberwolves in overtime last night, and the Timberwolves with DeAndre, I mean with D'Angelo, and with Cat and with Anthony Edwards are a better team, but you probably shouldn't need fifty three and overtime to beat them. Uh, every, I mean, that's another player that you're going to have to pay eventually because Cat has come back and he is like, I mean, for everything that he went through, and I can see why he took, you know, he he was hurt, but he also needed time off, but he is balling. Well, he's getting paid. Oh. He is, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. yeah he he is, did just sign his contract. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is getting, he is rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat is getting paid $29 million. Oh, well, okay, Cat. Okay, well, you are now fulfilling, you're earning your check. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's always earned his check. It's just he doesn't seem to motivate his team to play better around him. I don't, you know. He's not a leader of men. Yeah, like, and I don't know. Which is what Jimmy Butler said. I don't know if the end, like, that's the thing. You have Anthony Edwards, good basketball player. You have D'Angelo Russell, good basketball player. You have Carl Anthony Towns, good basketball player. Well, eventually, you got to start winning some games, fam. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yep. yeah, yeah, last last night was nuts, man. Tatum went for fifty three. Levine gave us the fifty burger, and then Trey had the quietest forty two you probably ever heard. 
and got the W. Um, so last night was nuts. Mm-hmm. And then Zion proceeded to to bully the Sixers. He is, he is destroying. He took their lunch money Everybody. last <laughs> 37 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists on 15. To the thing is, he's shooting above 50% every night. And every night, and there's nothing you can do about it. Hey, 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 Tobias Harris, you still a power forward? Because Zion says otherwise. And Embiid only had 14 points, nine rebounds, coming off injury. He played 31 minutes. But man, Ben, oh, ben Simmons, Ooh, trash. Sorry, guys, I'm going through the box score of this game. And yeah, Zion just decided I'm bigger and better than everybody on your team. Ooh, and he dunked on y'all. <laughs> Zion is a monster, dog. His oh, legitimate, legitimately silly. This is what year two? Yeah. Now the only year thing two. that the only thing that scares me about him is his rebounding numbers aren't there, and it's gonna be tough. Like he gotta stay in shape. Yeah, he gonna have to. I mean. He's gonna have to talk to like Chris Paul. He's gonna have to talk to LeBron. Well, Chris Paul went, to talk went to vegan. Yeah, it, well, I don't know Zion being from South Carolina gonna go vegan. But what I'm saying, he's gonna have to talk to those guys and understand that you got to spend to be in the league today, especially at his size, you got to spend money on that training, on that personal trainer. So yeah, that's gonna that's he's gonna be the difference maker to, for him. Yeah, if he if he can stay in shape and 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 get his wind up to where he don't get tired as quickly, which it looks like he's doing, man, ain't really nothing you can do with that. Ain't nothing you can do with that. And they got him playing point forward. Oh yeah, yeah, he gets the ball top of key and does his own work. Does his own thing. So. He, he his potential is insane. If he ever knocks down, gets that three point to where it's a threat. I don't need him to do the, the step back or the half court. Just when you open, you can you can knock down the three. Kiss the baby, close the book. It's over. It's a wrap. Um, your boy. They finally got your boy off the blackball list. Man, I'm happy to see him back, man. I now wasn't happy for him to come back versus us. Um, and give us a quick 10. But so who, who we're talking about is a, a guy who has been through a lot. He was fan favorite of the Celtics, and I think Danny Ainge did him wrong. Um, Isaiah Thomas was signed to a – was it a veteran ten, minimum? It was a 10-day contract. 10-day ten yeah, ten ten contract with the Pelicans after being out of the league. Um, he has one of the more interesting stories of he was – in the MVP discussions when he was with the Celtics. Heard that hip. He gave the Celtics his, yeah, he heard that hip. He gave the Celtics his entire everything. He gave them all he had, including he played after he lost his sister. And then he hurt his hip, and Danny Angel's like, you got to go, brother. Man, as a fan. But, and now look, Danny Angel over there on full struggle bus. Funny how things work out. And my man's back in the league. Yep. Yeah. My man's back in the league. So, uh, you know, we don't really, you know, talk about a lot of individual players other that, that aren't on the Hawks, that aren't superstars. But 
I think is noteworthy for us to talk about how the journey and how Isaiah Thomas has finally gotten back into the league. And I hope he stays because he definitely is definitely uh, a backup point guard somewhere. Still, yeah, he can still be a contribution. I mean, he he opted in and gave Chris up. Dunn still playing. If Chris Man. Dunn still play on the team, Chris Dunn hasn't is, played he, a minute. Chris Dunn is not still playing. Let's 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 he let, let's be honest. He ain't I'm still, still on the team. If he's still on the team, he is I on the team. Thomas can be on the team. So, uh, your boys are the Lakers going to be the best six to eight seed ever? I think they might. I mean, I don't know that there's been too many six to eight seeds with two MVP level players. Uh, boy, the NBA is going to have a problem. Um, yeah, because if they drop to the AC, they're in the play. They're they're going to ruin. <laughs> they're going to ruin the NBA, uh, like the playoffs. If you end up having, like, especially if you're the Jazz, if you play this great mm-hmm. season and then the first series you have to play the Lakers, yeah, it's going to be on site. With a Adam fully Silver. healed Lakers team. Yeah, yeah. Like, a nah, fully it's on, healed it, Lakers team. It's it's on site, Adam Silver. Like, bro, I know this ain't probably your doing, but this ain't fair. It's just not. <laughs> it's not. I'm not standing up for it. I was hoping to play against the Mavericks or the Grizzlies, maybe the Spurs. And you gave me the defending champs? No, sir. Can't do it. I can't go for that. That just signed Andre Drummond? Who's going to get healthy, too? Oh, my goodness. I hate hate to say it, but imagine being the one seed, playing an AC, and being an underdog, which you 100% be. Rightfully so. So, assuming that they get fully healthy, both teams, who's the favorite? The Lakers or the Nets? To take it off. Where's you gonna make my brain hurt this morning? I don't. I'm going Nets, man. I'm going Nets. I, I was about to say I gotta go Nets, man. The Nets got all the scoring. But if anything is gonna be the Achilles heel of the Nets, Defense. Drummond is gonna kill DeAndre Jordan. I mean, but you got DeAndre Jordan. You got some Lamarcus Aldridge, Ooh, you know. I you, to Lamarcus you, Aldridge. you can kind of like AD is gonna do. I think Blake and Lamarcus Aldridge together, AD still gonna kill. But oh yeah, yeah, they're serviceable. They're still serviceable. But you also have to deal with Slim Reaper out there too. <laughs> There's nobody Ooh. on that court who wants any parts of Kevin Durant. If you put LeBron on Kevin Durant. They'll kind of cannibalize him. No, no, no. They'll cannibalize themselves, and they'll both have great games. But Kyrie and James Harden still over there. You got to answer for that. You don't have any answer, even if you worked. Let me tell you, Dennis Schroeder ain't the answer. No, uh, uh. And I like Shruti. Love Shruti. But bro, you like Kyrie and James Harden are going to put on a show that has never been seen before. Period. Yeah. yeah. You thought the Heatles, the LeBron, Wade, and uh and Bosch trio was yeah. unfair. You, Wait till you, these three. You let Harden Woo. or Kyrie 
be one on one. It's, it's a gonna rap. be a, it's gonna be an unfortunate string of events, and you might as well pull out <laughs> the chalk. Somebody's gonna yeah. die. LeBron gonna go get uh Steph Curry. Man, you better go get Steph. Seth better get somebody. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, Ben McElroy. Go get Dale. Hell, go get Dale. Get Ron yeah. Curry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man! Speaking of players that we don't really talk about a lot, but they he was balling and he kind of got a raw deal in Cleveland. Although he was he acted out, but they got a raw deal in Cleveland. Kevin Porter Jr. Cleveland. I don't know if he was just being childish. I don't know if he just knew, hey, this ain't the place for me. But Cleveland is going to look back on not having Kevin Porter Jr. And they are going to look with regret. For the listeners that don't know, Kevin Porter Jr. was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers. He had all the pop circumstance. He was supposed to be the next really good rookie. Cleveland has a really young team, and they were building around. And he was one of the building blocks. Cleveland made a trade and signed... They traded for Jared Allen, I believe, and they gave Jared Allen Kevin Porter Jr.'s um, locker when he got there. Correct. Kevin Porter Jr. did not like that and went off. Uh, he started throwing food. He started yelling, how y'all just going to give away my locker and not tell me? And the general manager was like, nah, you don't have no say-so. And he called the general manager a slave master, a slave owner. If that's one way to get you fired, is to call your white boss a slave owner. I don't, I don't know if that'll get you fired. I suggest people you go out in your own personal lives and try. It. <laughs> and I do not suggest that you call your boss a slave owner. And see what happens, man. And and you know, write back to the podcast, or you can call us, and we will be more than happy to put your story of uh, either success or failure. You know. Out for the world to hear. <laughs> I expect a lot of failures on that. But anyway, so he ended up uh, getting traded. Uh, at, well, getting released. No, he got traded. He ended up getting traded to uh, to Houston, another place that is in disarray. And ever since he's gotten there, he has been. He's averaging 15 points, four rebounds, and seven assists. And he he's just been balling. New lease on life. <laughs> yeah. New lease on life. And there's not really too many people to pass the ball to. You got Christian Wood, but he's been hurt. He's been in and out. And you got John Wall. Everybody else don't really care. PJ Tucker ain't there no more. Aaron Gordon, I think Eric Gordon's playing, but he don't really want to be there. But he had he's had some he's had some uh hamstring issues. But I will say, man, like the Rockets, they got some problems, and that John Wall contract is ugly. But John Wall, Kevin Porter Jr., Christian Wood, if you can get some pieces around that, that that's that's an interesting team again. You know um, what piece they're missing? Clint Capella. I think about that all the time. They really did us a solid uh, giving us Clint Capella for nothing. Um, Does it – that Clint Capella on that team is – is, oh yeah, and then 
And and Christian Wood and John Collins are kind of in the same mold of guys who can shoot the ball, you know, and at the same time can still rebound and and, and get in the paint. So yeah, I 100 percent you know appreciate the Rockets and everything they've done for us. You know, they found the kindness in their heart to give away one of their best players, and he is now one of our best players. And I would think I would like to attribute a lot of our, our success to the Rockets, and we couldn't have been here without you. Again, we will send you fruit baskets at the beginning of every season that we have Clint Capella. I, I ain't sending um, I ain't sending him a shit. <laughs> so who has the better future, the 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 Thunder or the Rockets? I mean, the Rockets, the Rockets have better current assets. Christian Wood, it looks like a world beater. Kevin Porter Jr. looks like he could be right in that same conversation. But the Thunder just own the draft for like the next seven seasons. So yeah, they have 17 first round picks in like the next four drafts or something and, like that. And probably 16, I think, in the next two. In the, in the next yeah, like, so 17 they, first. They can draft a whole new franchise. Oh, I, th- I think that that's their intention. And just keep <laughs> Shay Jules Alexander and then everybody else. You can clearly figure out. You could be cut at any time. You could be sent home because we're going to be picking new guys anyway. Now, I do think they will probably couple some of those picks and mm-hmm. probably and, and get real players back for them, but mm-hmm. they can do whatever they want to. And that that's, that's crazy, man. So do the Timberwolves keep everybody? What do, you, what do they do? I think I think they're gonna try to trade D'Angelo Russell, man. I think he's now becoming like an NBA journeyman. Lakers, then from the Lakers to the Nets. The Nets. From the Nets to Golden State. Golden State to the Timberwolves. And Anthony Edwards kind of needs the ball. Yeah, he's He's not not a point guard. He's not a point guard, but he is ball dominant. Uh, and I, I think that you could probably find a better, you know, number one, D'Angelo Russell ain't cheap. Uh, so if you could probably get two, two good players at that cost, they can, you know, do a little bit of, you know, just two assets instead of one, especially for a guy who isn't super healthy. And, you know, he plays well when he plays, but he doesn't play all the time. I think they're going to probably move mm-hmm. off of him and just, you're just gonna have to talk to Carl Anthony Towns about his buddy not being on the team. No, nah, I don't think I don't think they'll get rid of him. I don't know. Well, uh, we also uh, I, and I've been thinking about this. Me and you need to start betting, man, because you have made some some calls here. You said the Southern one's gonna win. They got whooped. Um, you the who's gonna win? Southern. Southern was gonna win against who? I I forgot who it was, but you have made some some predictions here, and I've been and I gotta start keeping tab of your predictions. But I was like, because I was thinking last week, and I was like, Reggie didn't miss on a few of these predictions. I, I need to see. <laughs> I need to see if I can, you know, win some beers off of just a guy. All right, stamp, fuck it, stamp. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> we'll keep tabs of of the hot takes because I definitely had like four hot takes that were wrong. Exactly. Uh, of the hot takes. And, and tried to play and, me like I did like, right. like I was crazy. He was like, no, which one are you talking yeah. about? Do you know which ones I'm talking about? 
Man, I'm not about to admit that I robbed the bank. Man, I'm okay. not about to admit being wrong. You're going to have right. to prove it. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, I'm going to start taking a tally over here so we can keep these together because, uh, yeah. Hey, man. Speaking of bad luck and being an NBA journeyman, hmm. your boy Oladipo got hurt again, man. It's tough. It's tough. But I feel like I feel like Miami traded for him to test to see if he was going to be healthy. And oh, 100%. I'm not sure. And, and you know that Miami has these strenuous workout goals and body fat goals and stuff. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to maintain what they're looking for. But I feel like while I'm not sure if that helps this season, I don't think that they were super competitive this season without a big anyway. I think it was worth the risk. And I'm not sure if they bring him back. Because they are, like, if you could find a Oladipo who is healthy, he makes them very, very intimidating. But if he's not, then you kind of write back to Tyler Hero type of situation. And he ain't bad, but he's just not going to get you to the next level. Yeah. 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 Um, I think Oladipo to the Lakers would be a great addition to me. I think Oladipo to the Lakers, I don't think the Lakers have the money. But if Oladipo would take a good pick, and I think that's where he would fit in very, very well. Yeah, but that I mean, you already paying AD, you already paying LeBron. You can't pay Oladipo. Oh, oh, I don't think that. You think they're bringing Drummond yeah, they back? Pay if they win, they definitely bring Drummond back. How? How? How to like? With what money? Like. Well, uh, Schroeder turned down um, the extension. KCP Dr- is on a one-year deal. Drummond is going Who's to want man? is going to want a max. A max. Well, then, nah, you can't do that. Sign and trade. Yeah, no, he's a he's a unrestricted. I mean, I mean, you Ooh. could. Yeah, but I mean, get something back from him for him. I mean, but who who is able to pull that off other than the Warriors? But yeah, like I, I, I don't, I don't he, know who has money. He's going to want oh, the Knicks. The Knicks could sign him. He's going to want thirty million dollars, and I don't yeah. understand. I don't understand how you can pay him thirty million dollars, pay eighty thirty million dollars, play LeBron eighty five million dollars, and then what, what you gonna you gonna have Solomon Hill over there? Like there is a salary cap. I don't I don't <laughs> understand what magic that they're gonna do. <laughs> That's the reason I got. I always assumed Drummond was a rental. I mean, I'm sure there's a way that they can probably make it happen, but mm-hmm. not Drummond and much of anybody else. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting for Oladipo. Uh, get well soon, brother. Um, I still think if he plays, he and the Heat are, are now a top five team in the East. And you might be able to talk him into taking a pay cut. If, if if you could get him to take a pay cut, then at that point the risk becomes a little bit more reasonable. But we we can't we can't give you a bag and at the same time you not play the majority of the games. That ain't that ain't the answer. Very true. Very true. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna get to the subject that you've all been waiting on. Uh, if you watch 
the NBA at all, you know that there was a certain analyst that quit his job or lost his mind or both. Simultaneously. man. But if you're going to do it, that's the way to The truth. Who has more worst takes than everybody. He calls himself the truth, but he says many, many lies. Like he had a better career than Dwayne Wade was one of them. Actually, Paul Pierce. (laughs) Paul Pierce decided, fuck it. If I'm going to go out and I'm going to lose my job, I'm going to lose my job. My man, Paul Pierce, got on Instagram Live. As Herman Edwards says, don't press send. Got on Instagram Live with a bunch of strippers smoking a blunt. Looking like he's a 75-year-old man that just learned how to get, learned how to operate a smartphone. And I I mean, my thing is, if you're going to go out, man, go out in a blaze of glory. Like, you know, mess it up full speed. And I'm talking about my man on there smoking weed. Women behind him, you know, dancing. Naked. And I'm and I'm first the first thing in my head is, bro, don't you have a wife? You know, don't you have a wife? Like, not the job. You're an NBA player, you're a Hall of Famer. You don't really need the money. But you know, the first thing your wife gonna ask, is that what you think you should be doing? And you don't have an answer other than, oh my bad. Oh, Even I'm... if she knows that you're doing it. I know for sure she don't want you showing everybody else in the free world. You just gonna have me looking stupid all on the internet like that? Can't have her looking. Can't have your wife looking stupid. Can't have your wife looking stupid. Oh man! And you know all her friends, girl. Did you see this? Is this Paul? You know that's Paul. All her friends. All her friends. Screw her friends. All of ESPN. (laughs) All of the sports world. ESPN is owned by Disney. All of Disney knew that he was smoking weed with some strippers and then doubled back the next day playing we ain't going nowhere. We can't be stopped now. After the news came out that he got fired, he released another video of him smoking weed talking about we ain't going nowhere. It's bad boy for life. Now, I will say that ESPN does have uh history of not being able to keep their talent you know kind of you know for whatever reason you know having to part ways money so no and it's not always money i think a lot of it is just you know it's disney so you can't say everything that you want to say when you want to say it type of thing and and for the way that paul did this i gotta assume yeah i gotta assume that he was trying to go out on his own terms like I, i can't imagine that you know this was a mistake like because yeah. nobody, nobody around him was like, hey, man, stop that. Hey, man, cut the camera. Everybody was mighty comfortable. So I, I think this is planned, staged. And if you're going to go out, especially from ESPN, you know, this is one of you the think more. He stayed, oh, this is, you think that he get, he was on his way out anyway? Yeah. That's the I, only explanation I could come up with. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine he was just like, oh, this is a mistake. I got too drunk last night. I smoked too much weed and then. You know, I got in this situation. No, I think that he... Uh, or he could be going through a midlife crisis. I mean, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I'm hey, not man, going... I've given him all of the rope to get himself out of this mess. Sure, I mean, whatever it is. 
he committed to he double he doubled down. Right? We've all we've all done sure. we've all done stupid <laughs> stuff in our time, but not like oh. like I like Paul. You not was born in video. You old video. man. You was born in the seventies, bro. You got to know, hey man, this is not the answer. I have no this business is, doing this. Listen, man, I grew up. Not even grew up. I can I was of age when Facebook and Twitter came out. You got to at, at this age, Paul, you got to know your limitations. Instagram live for you is a limitation. For me, TikTok is a limitation. I don't go on TikTok. That's not for your boy. Don't yes. plan on going on there. Don't ever plan on being there. Places Paul Pierce, Instagram you do live not ain't for you. belong. You do not belong here, fam. This, this ain't for you. First of all, after you get to a certain age, man, you should probably just not be on Instagram live for anything. Anything. You should be on Facebook posting photos of your hobbies. That's the age that you're at with Paul Pierce. But I mean, if you're gonna do it, he did it. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, man. Full Frank, Frank Sinatra. That's, that's the best way to go out. That's the yeah. best way to go out, man. That's the best way to go out. Drugs and vagina. <laughs> that's and my I that's my I quit. That's my two week. That's my two week uh uh two week notice. And that's an edit point. Drugs and vagina. I said it again. I guess that's an edit point too. Thank you. Uh, all right. And we are back. Uh, let's go ahead and knock out two of these big contract discussions. Number one, Drew Holiday, four years, $160 million. That seems how. Like, I, I mean, how? It's, it's how. They just paid Giannis a half, a quarter billy. Yeah, that's the reason that 160 million dollars ain't, ain't a whole lot of money. <laughs> but uh, who else are they gonna pay? They already paid Middleton. Yeah, I mean that's everybody else is expendable. I mean that is odd. I mean, mm. I don't think they have anybody else they really gotta pay. I mean, I think Dante Dante DiVincenzo is coming up, but for the most part, and he he's gotta understand, bro. If you want to play on this team, we can we can pay you. It just ain't gonna be a ton of money. Or you can go somewhere else and you're probably a backup. What about Brooke Lopez? They Man. need to sign all shooters. Well, Brooke, Brooke can probably come or go at this point. You know, yeah, he's, he's at this point, he's like 35, I believe. 32. But yeah, like he's only 32. He big man 32, so he probably like 35, damn near 40. Um, yeah. but but yeah, you can find another guy who can do what Brooke Lopez is doing uh, in free agency. Probably not as good, but if you know if he's not willing to get with it, then yeah, he can get lost type of thing. Um, yeah, very true. Which I think at this uh, point, his, I think at this point in his career, he's probably more likely to get with it than to get out of town. Mm-hmm. Too, like if, you know, and oh, he signed to 2023, $13 million. Who? Brook Lopez. Oh, we're good then. Yeah, it's definitely his last contract. Um, oh yeah, I mean this this Drew Holiday's last contract. Oh, yeah. And then he said that he said this is my man, last. One. Your man, your man. They they about to give Curry the thank you for being with staying with our organization money. Curry is in discussions to get a four-year, $217 million contract extension. Yeah, 
117 that is 54 million dollars a year and they need to send him his money in cash on the first day (laughs) (laughs) well thank you mr i am the reason you are here yeah like you mess around like steph still got years left like he could easily slide out of there and go play anywhere and the ray allen roll now I'm gonna tell you if Steph leaves, you know Clay gone. Oh yeah, Clay then, then you'd be looking around like, oh well, it's James Wiseman and Draymond. Oh well, I can tell you right now, if Steph leave and Clay out, oh man, Draymond ain't gonna have no choice. Draymond is out too. No, I don't. Out where? Anywhere? No. Cut. Released. No. Not up. Well, clearly, you don't know what Draymond's contract is. Draymond did not just sign a contract, did he? Uh, he he that the contract that he he currently has is untradeable. Oh man! 20, <laughs> <laughs> this is the first year: twenty-two million, twenty-four million, twenty-five million, twenty-seven million. He's not unrestricted until twenty twenty-four. You're not, you're not, he, he, good Lord. It ain't Four nothing. Years. Yeah. It is yeah. nothing you can do with that, man. Uh, Trade nobody, to the, Rock. the Rock is not, they already got one bad contract in John Wall. Not take it. Nobody has taken Draymond who is unaccounted for on offense. Hell no. Not a chance for $22 million. Ah, well, you know. It is what it is, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> you know, you know it ain't good when somebody say, "Well, it is what it is." That's what it is for you, bro. I got, I tried, Dre, get you into a, a better situation, but your contract is atrocious, bro. You gonna go to Washington? They gonna get rid of Bill and they gonna bring Draymond, and Draymond gonna be trying to fight. Oh, also, hey, college basketball. So Baylor. Is national champions. Hold on, do you once, care? Oh, hold on, one. Yep. You know what? I still don't care. I don't care at all. <laughs> I can't name any guys on the team. Um, it game... would have even been better if it was a close game. Like Baylor came out and was up like twenty-five to four, twenty-three to four, and I was like, "Well, if you thought I was going to watch this game when it was close the whole game, I'm damn sure not about to watch a blowout." College basketball and Bruno Fernando minutes. Things I'm not watching. <laughs> I mean, that's the, and I've been saying that this is the what fourth part in a row where I say I don't care anything about college basketball. Um, you know what? I do care about, about college basketball. Shout out to Hubert Davis for being the, the, the head coach of UNC. We're not going to talk about what he said. unless you Yes, know. we are. Hubert Davis. I'm going to talk about what you said, brother. That's your cousin. Hubert Davis, I am, I, <laughs> my slave owner name only. <laughs> That's Reggie's cousin, y'all. <laughs> Man, Hubert Davis got hired as he's the first black in UNC coach, right? Correct. UNC men's basketball coach. And he's only the fourth black coach in, I think, sports history at the school. So it's a very huge moment for you. Um, and at his press conference, 
he acknowledged how big of an accomplishment this is for him, how big of a moment this is for African-Americans to be well-respected and to have this opportunity. And it was two minutes of just a wonderful speech, wonderful introductory speech and press conference. And then at the last 10 seconds, for 20 seconds, it just went off the rails. And look, I'm all for standing by your wife, loving your wife. I'm married. I love my wife. But yeah, this was right on out on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Candace. Shout out to Candace. You didn't have to say that, that you're proud of your white wife. <laughs> like, we understand that you're proud of your wife, but we are, we're talking about your wife ain't the first white wife. You're the first black coach. And it just sound, it sounded crazy when he said it. You know how you be listening to somebody and, and the speech was going so well. I was like, all right, Hubie, we in there with you. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, even You know it's something controversial or don't nobody want to touch it when the president have no follow-up questions. He said that the, the camera stopped flashing when nobody had the mic. Didn't nobody had no follow-up questions. It's like, all right, well, this is where you went. Well, congratulations, Mr. Davis. <laughs> Hubert, you're coaching basketball, but I want to let you know you fumbled that one. <laughs> I see what you did there. I do see what you did there. That one, brother. Uh, but even college basketball, hey man, there are some there are some good points. There is some good uh news that came out of college basketball. Uh with the recent climate in which the, the nation is in over the last 12 to 24 months. 400 years. Um, <laughs> oh, my bad. Did I say years. that out loud? My apologies. My apologies. <laughs> I did not. Over the last 400 years, uh, the HBCU, there's now going to be an HBCU all-star game for basketball players. Um, that is going to is going to be a showcase that's going to start, I believe, in 2022. Um, that will showcase HBCU talent to get them more recognized the same way that the NBA has these showcases for European players they're now going to do it for HBCU players to uh, give get them more exposure so that is something that I am extremely happy about super dope concept go to Hampton man you know just just go to Hampton <laughs> go to an HBCU oh um, no 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 one more thing I will say the WNBA jerseys came out um, over the last couple yeah. of days and they are kicking they're, the they are kicking the NBA's ass. Um, yeah. They're fire. They're all fire. Um, um, I'm gonna let you lead the next topic. Oh, are you? Funny story. <laughs> uh, Liz Cambage. Yes, Lord. Uh, I mean, I think I was probably one of the first, if not the very first. Um, people in love with Liz, Liz Cambage. I spend the majority of my days waiting to a point where we can get married and she will allow me to be the little spoon. Um, she, is a, <laughs> she is a dominant basketball player, but she is also the love of my life. Um, if you do know her, let her know, send her my Instagram or my phone number. Um, I would love to she be uh, a w, I, I would love to be a WNBA husband. Um, whatever is needed <laughs> from me. <laughs> Hollywood. 
I, I, I like I said, I'm ready to be Little Spoon whenever you're ready, ma'am. Just, just she, uh, she is embracing body positivity and sexual the freedom to express your sexuality, um, in the most feminine and sensual ways. And she is out here. I, I don't care about any of that. I'm in love. <laughs> That's it. Lit. Ever in Houston, look up uh, the Splash Cast. No, no, I don't care where you at. Wherever you are, I'll find you. Just send me your number. Send your location, Liz, and Norwood will find you. Man. Out here, though. And she is posting every day. Um, So uh, she posted the other day, and it was... Hey, hey, y'all don't don't follow her? Eyes up, fam. That's my lady. She don't know it yet. (laughs) Eyes up, fam. She don't know she's my lady, but she don't yep. know. Yeah, exactly. Well, start over. You know it's trash? That they were just happy to get their names on their jerseys. Like, that's something that should be standard. And, and But the inequality amongst men and women's sports knows no bounds. So but, this, but is, this is the thing. The- they came back and said, all right, we're going to have names on jerseys, and we're just going to kick y'all ass with these jerseys. And every yep. one of these jerseys is fire. Uh, I think I like the Indiana Fever jersey. Of course, my boo plays for the Los Angeles Aces, for y'all who don't know. Um, those jerseys are also fire. And I think probably a tie between the New York Liberty and the Washington Mystics in third. Um, but all of the jerseys are fire. And, uh, I mean, yeah, NBA, you got to step your game up. Yeah, yeah, NBA definitely has to – they'll come out with some new ones. Um. Yeah, man. And now we have uh we have some Atlanta Falcons news. Of course, right now all we're really talking about is the NFL draft coming up. But the Falcons got a new, as you all know, we got a new uh, general manager and we got a new coach. I want to punch everybody at the Falcons. <laughs> Why do you want to punch everybody in the face? I want to punch the entire team. I want everybody to line up and just let me just until I throw my arm out, just punch everybody in the face. First Explain of all, first of all, we have new coach Arthur Smith, which I, boggles my mind. Then we black. also oh, because he's not black, and he is not Eric B. Enemy. Like, what are we doing here, man? Let let's let's not. Eric Bieniemy is the guy who should be coaching this team for a myriad of reasons. But beyond mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't have as much of an issue with Terry Fontenot, even though I'm not super in love with him, but he's a saint. So like, you know, you know, what comes with that. But the first decision that we have to make, and by far the most important decision, we're already not on the same page. Like, did you not think that when you were hiring people, you should probably hire guys who had, you know, the same ideas or game plan because Terry Fontenot wants a new quarterback. And Arthur Smith wants to keep Alex Smith. I mean, not Alex Smith. Matt Ryan thinks he has a couple more years. This is clearly a philosophy difference that is on polar opposites. One guy is ready to clearly move forward with a new squad. And then you have another guy who's trying to run with the old regime. How did you not address that in the hiring? So the thing is, the Atlanta Falcons are in position at the number four pick 
with so many different options because we already have Julio, we already have Calvin Ridley, and we have so many holes that we need to fill. But we also have an aging Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's 35, and he's going to be a ridiculous hit to the salary cap over the next year or two. Um, to the point where you can't, even if we wanted to move on from him this year, we couldn't because his dead cap hit would be astronomical. But we're in the position at four, and there are four good quarterbacks, two black, two white, that are um, I eligible don't care. for us. I don't care as long as we get a good one. So you got Trevor Lawrence is out. You got oh, yeah. the Jets. I Actually, there are five good quarterbacks. The Jets are obviously taking Zach Zach Wilson from BYU, and a, the uh, 49ers just decided to trade up, and they're going to take Mac Jones, Shanahan, Shanahan, and himself. And then the Falcons are sitting at four. So you have Justin Fields. Everybody knows the story of Justin Fields and UGA. How we chose Jake Fromm over uh lottery pick don't and don't, then, don't be the second georgia team to fumble justin fields the second team and then you have trey lance trey lance played one game last year and started one full year and is now being picked being said to pick be picked over justin fields either way the falcons are in the top have a number four pick and other teams want it but there is this space alien freak of nature named Kyle Pitts, who is a tight end from the University of Florida. Florida Gator, baby. And is six foot six, 245 pounds with an 83-inch wingspan. Megatron Jr., and baby. Ran a 4-4-2-40. Twice. If you don't Just know that. that. If you don't know that, that's really fast. That is really fast. And he is going to be available at four. This is a large also, human. There's a large human who's, who's fast and can catch. And you pair him with Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. I mean, at that point, Matt Ryan has no choice but to either be good or be cut. Or... Or you tra trade Julio. For who? That's interesting. Who do you trade him for? I, you know, yeah, I'm a proponent out. of trading Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. I think this experiment has gone far enough. I think for that, who? I mean, you would have you would have to put feelers out there and see what people are interested in. But there are teams like you can't tell me that the Ravens aren't interested in Julio Jones. Like who are they gonna get? Who are you getting back from the Raiders? Not the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens. Who are you getting back from the Ravens? I would I, actually. I, I would actually take Hollywood Brown and a pick or two. I could, you know what? Two picks in Hollywood Brown. Smoking dope. Well, no, two first round picks and Hollywood Brown. If we draft, draft Pitts. yes, Hollywood Brown, Calvin Ridley. And Kyle Pitts. And Hollywood Brown will probably play all the games. I mean, Julio, I, I, I don't blame him for not playing in a bunch of these games, but he just ain't played in a bunch of these games. Like, yeah, give give me Hollywood I don't Brown. Know about that. 
I don't, I, I'm I'm on the other side of the fence. I think you keep if you're gonna if you keep both or you trade both, like you said. The on the only right answer to trade Julio and Matt Ryan, the only right answer is the person we can't trade for right now because he's in legal trouble. Reggie, That's the only right answer. Reggie, this is the other part. We we gotta be real with ourselves. The Bucks brought everybody back. We're not beating them this year. So if you're not gonna beat them, then don't let the asset age another year and make it harder for us to trade them. No, let's go ahead and trade them now. We're not beating them, guys. Like I would like for it to happen. I would love for that to happen, but it's not going to happen. Just not. No chance that we're beating the Bucks. Nope. Not this. Not this upcoming year. But, but I mean, the NFL's. You know, it's fickle. Just because you bring back everybody doesn't mean other teams don't gain ground. So you okay. never know. And so it happened. So. We we ain't winning the NFC South. Not a chance. But uh, I, I I appreciate uh, your optimism, man. But no, I, I'm on the yeah. this thing ain't gonna work in the future. Let let's let's, <laughs> let's blow it start. up. Yeah, blow it. I mean, and and it's not even like we have to go full blow it up. Calvin Ridley last year was our number one receiver, and he he did it. Like he's a competent number one. He's a I, I damn near think he's a good number one. So yeah, let let's get some guys around him and just you know let's move on to the future, man. No point in let, let, me, let me let me offer you this, and then we'll we'll move on. I think you keep Julio, draft Pitts, and let Julio tutor Pitts for a year, and then trade him, and then cut Matt Ryan. Then, but then, where are you gonna get a quarterback from? Uh, that is the problem. Yeah, well, you got to trade Matt Ryan then. Yep, that's the reason. There's I nobody can... to trade him for. Who do you trade him for? I, I'm trading. I would. And once again, like, I don't have the trade machine or anything pulled up. Give me Cam Newton and the Patriots first. Yeah, that could work. Cam. I, I don't. I don't necessarily love Cam. I mean, if you know me, if you know my sports, I call him Scam Newton, but. I'm sure that Belichick will be more than thrilled to have Cam Newton. Belichick is also not the, right. the right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Belichick will be more than happy to have Matt Ryan. Um, he's not the greatest drafter of players. Um, yeah, give, give me uh, – and, yeah, and that's a big pay cut because Cam is only probably at – I think he's at $10 million, so we could actually go get, you know, some more players. So yeah, give me your first, yeah. and maybe yeah, I I would even take one first. I wouldn't even take two because uh, you're also maybe. taking on, yeah, you're taking on the contract. So yeah, give me Cam Newton, and then once the season is over, we can be done with him. Give us that first, and our first, we can package it, and then probably end up, you know, I don't know what the quarterback draft is going to look like next year, but you can find a quarterback, and somebody's going to be available. I don't know what quarter. There's no buzz about quarterbacks this year. None. Yeah. But it's, it's also hard to have a buzz about quarterbacks when four, five of them are left at one time yep. out of college football. Um, so, I mean, we'll see with the Falcons. I'm a proponent of trading down, but that means that you're going to keep your aging assets. Norwood is a proponent of blowing it up. 
to a certain extent, getting rid yeah, of yeah, yeah, like not not nuclear, but hey, man, let's just move some pieces around. Like now, Calvin Ridley is it? I I don't I think he needs to be the next lifelong Falcon. Um, and then yeah, mm-hmm. if you if you want to go after Pitts, I don't hate that, but yeah, we got to get rid of the old guy. Like it's just the two timelines for me don't make a ton of sense. You either need to go forward with moving forward or you got to stick with these guys and just, I think that's crazy. And that should have been a conversation that was had when you was hiring the motherfuckers. Oh, now that goes back to the reason that I want to punch everybody. If, if, <laughs> if you and I, we both have day jobs. If we have enough sense to understand that you should probably do this, then I don't understand how the Hawks don't have that, con- you know, have that much common sense but i mean at the hawks the falcons that that you know i'm i'm running out of gas because that they that is... <laughs> yeah. well uh thank so you, we'll, we'll thank you. Uh, the hbcu they're actually having a football combine um that will highlight football uh athletes as well from hbcus so i am loving this season of hbcu attention and yeah, like, the acknowledgement that there's no that, that they're on an unequal playing field. And that's the part that's most mind-boggling to me. Like basketball, I can kind of get it. It's a little bit tougher to come from an HBCU um to go directly into the NBA. Uh, but NFL has a lot of really, really good players from HBCUs. I I, I never understood why. I mean, you were there at Hampton during our run. We put three or four guys in the pros every year. Every year. So, and before that, you especially growing up, you know, South Carolina State, Southern, FAMU, Tennessee State, all of those players used to put them in there in the league. So I'm happy that they're getting this uh, exposure, and I hope that it allows for uh, enrollment to increase as well. Um, so we shall see. Um and I also, on another note, the fact that these combines and everything is bringing attention to the fact that there has been unequal playing field in terms of collegiate sports and just collegiate scholastic academics in colleges as well for HBCUs, all of that is being brought to the forefront. So uh, uh, the newly elected senator in Tennessee brought together a proposal showing that Tennessee has misappropriated um, funds for the public school for Tennessee State, that Tennessee State is owed over the lifetime like almost half a billion dollars. Those are conversations... We, are we surprised? No, we're definitely not surprised, but those and, conversations are being brought to the forefront. And how do you tell somebody we owe you like maybe half a billion dollars? <laughs> So I, I was um I was doing some math here. It looks like we owe you uh upwards of a half a billion dollars. Five hundred and fifty-four million dollars. Sir, I'm, so, gonna just, I'm gonna need you to step outside. I'm gonna need you to step outside. That's gonna be the only thing. I, I need you and your entire family to step outside, and I hope they are ready to fight because I'm gonna fight. I'm either 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 have my money here by by the end of the day, or I'm fighting everybody who I can see. A half a billion dollars, you know what that means for education? Like, you know what that does for for an endowment? Like, <laughs> and to say, like, that's too much money to lose. 
You can lose five dollars, twenty dollars, maybe a hundred. You can lose a hundred million dollars. You can't lose a, a half a bill. Oh, I didn't even know that this money was supposed to go to you. Hey, hey man, run me my money, run me my bread. <laughs> so, well, what I am happy is that these conversations are being brought to the forefront. So, hopefully, they can continue. <laughs> All right. All right, that. All right, now we're gonna go to our Braves segment. Back, our Braves. We finally won. We started off zero and four. We are getting all that talk. We are picked to go to the World Series, and we started off zero and four. Man, I I was watching the games and trying not to watch the games at the same time. Like, I don't think we're supposed to. I don't think we're supposed to be losing like this. Not every game. Like every game, you're just gonna lose four in a row, three in a row. Yeah. And you know, everybody was saying the front office brass was saying all the right things. You know, Snit was saying all the right things. Brian Snicker, our manager, was saying things like, um, you know, the bats will wake up. I'm not concerned. I know behind closed doors, he's like, Oh shit. Hey man, y'all gonna lose my job <laughs> five games in the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, we gotta figure this the out. Other franchises have already laid out the example. Yeah, fired Dan Quinn, yeah. fired Lloyd Pierce. Brian oh, Smith. I ain't think about that. Yeah, Bryce they, they, used the next. They probably on on a text chat. Hey, Snit, you next, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Meet me at the meet me at the restaurant for a steak dinner after they call you into the front office. Oh. Um, but what? we did we did um, win. Um, we actually uh, we actually beat. Go, go ahead. No, I asked you who did we beat. We we beat the Montreal Expos twice. Um, Washington Expos. Yeah, I will. You know, if you're a Washington fan, and a lot of my friends are Washington fans, y'all will always be the Expos to me. Um, congrats on that first W you got. Actually, some of my friends text me like, "Oh, we got that W." Well, it only took the doubleheader for us to get two wins back. We right back in it. We beat the Phillies last night. Um, beat them to yeah. death. Martha yeah. Cunha just. I'm just gonna hit home runs every time I get up to the to the plate. And and we're back on we back on the ride. We off the slide. Uh and I'm just, you know, I'm thrilled and we're winning. That's all I care about. That's the end of my my that being said, there's a hundred and eighty <laughs> games. We played six, seven. So uh hopefully we can keep this momentum going forward and we'll have more of a deep dive in the Braves baseball and baseball actually matters. And this so, was our longest baseball deep dive of three minutes. <laughs> so uh Nora, you got anything else you want to cover? Uh let me see here. RIP DMX, pay John right. Collins. Pay John Collins. Um, hopefully the Hawks get healthy. Yeah, that's all I got. And man. Y'all, please pray that our audio and everything transitions over. So we oh, shot this Lord. on Zoom because Anchor had a glitch where the audio was two seconds off of each person. So it sounded like Norwood and I were over talking each other the entire time. So uh look for this. This podcast will be released on Tuesdays. Every Tuesday, shot on Saturday, released on Tuesday. Pray, um, pray, pray that we don't have an emotional breakdown because that last podcast, we just we just knew we was ready to put it out, and then gold, gold. I was like, um, 
is frustrating. So sometimes you just anyway. gotta cry in the car. Yep. It is what it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for t- uh, tuning in to the Splash Cast. I'm your host, uh, Reggie, and I'm Norwood. You could be anywhere else in the world. You came and kicked it with us for a couple hours. Really appreciate it. Thank you.